so excited that you have joined us to hear God's Word. God's words are alive and active, and we expect that your life is going to be changed as you hear this message. In Mark chapter 11, we're going to talk today or teach today on the subject of prayer. And more specifically, there are different types of prayer that you find in Scripture. Uh, but we're going to speak today uh, primarily on the subject of the prayer of faith. And so we will look at uh, a theme scripture for that in verse uh, 24. In Mark chapter 11, verse 24, of course you know, in verse 22, Jesus said, Have faith in God, verse 23. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have what? Whatsoever he saith. So your saying is important. What you say, not just at church, not just when other Christians are listening to you, amen, but to yourself in the secret place of your own life. And throughout your day, what do you say? Well, then we we're going to look today primarily focusing on verse 24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. What things soever you desire. So in the prayer of faith, desire is necessary. In other words, you cannot be passive. If you're going to pray the prayer of faith, you can't afford to be passive in your prayer. And uh, you must have a desire, and it needs to be a strong desire. Well, we would uh, look at that in the sense of when it comes to faith in Hebrews 11. In Hebrews 11, what does it say? Now faith is the substance of what things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Well, a hope is a confident, favorable expectation. In other words, you have a desire. A hope would be the same as desire, wouldn't it? So you have a strong desire. You have a favorable, confident expectation. You have a hope concerning your future. Now, what does it say again in Hebrews 11? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, how could faith put substance to things that you hope for if you have no hope? Right? So faith needs hope in order to bring to pass your hope or your desire. But faith is now. Hope is future. So faith is present. Faith is now. Again, hope is future. Well, you have a hope or you have a desire to achieve or to accomplish or to receive something in your life. Amen. So without faith, we know Hebrews eleven six says, without faith it is what? Impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is what? A rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Well, diligence, obviously, is something that is uh, persistent, something that stays with it, and something that doesn't let go of its hope, or if it's desired in, but it sticks to it and stays with it until it is accomplished, right? 
So faith uh, needs diligence, amen? In other words, faith is uh, uh, something that you will press for, you believe for, and you desire, you have a hope, and faith is a substance of your desire. Or it puts substance to your desire or substance to your hope. Now here he says, what things? Everybody say things. Things. Now things could be anything. Things could be anything. In other words, whatever you need or whatever you desire in your life, what is your desire? Now we have been teaching more recently on the subject of healing. So we could apply this very well to the subject of healing or apply it to healing for your physical body. Praise God. What things? Well, it could be healing, or it could be uh, some need that you have in your life, or uh, some issue that you want resolved in your life. Whatever it may be, you can apply the prayer of faith when it comes to your life. You can apply the prayer of faith, and here he said, what things soever you desire. So if we want to consider healing, then you want healing. That's the thing you want, you desire. You know, I remember Dad Hagen, of course, he got healed based on this verse of Scripture. He had a deformed heart, was born with a deformed heart. He was premature and was, had a deformed heart, had incurable blood disease, and he became paralyzed in his body. Well, how he got healed was reading uh, the Bible in bed. You know, he couldn't get up, couldn't move around, but he just read the Bible, read the Scripture, and was diligent about it. He said sometimes he was so weak it'd take him an hour to turn a page. Now, that's diligence if you're reading the Bible when it takes you an hour to turn a page. Wouldn't you say? So he finally get to the next page, and, 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 and he kept reading the Bible, and he saw, he just knew there was something in this verse. And he said one time he spoke this verse all night long. All night long, one verse. You know, if you really want to get something out of the Bible, you got to be diligent. You got to desire it like it's your it's your necessary food, right? It's just something you got to have. You desire it. You desire to know the truth. Praise God. All right. So here he just read that scripture and spoke that scripture all night long, and he got a revelation of Mark eleven twenty four. Now. What happened was that he acted on what he believed, and he actually threw his legs off the bed. He said it was like throwing a piece of, pushed his leg off the bed. It was like a piece of wood just flopped right down on the floor. In other words, his body was paralyzed. And then he grabbed the bedpost, and he started to pull himself up with all his little bit of strength that he had, and the anointing of God just came down on his head and came throughout his body, and he was healed of a deformed heart, incurable blood disease, and a paralyzed condition, and he'd been in that bed for 16 months. Just a teenager. Well, he said before that, when they thought, you know, the doctors thought he was going to die, they, they really couldn't give him any hope. You know, he, uh, the doctors didn't give him any hope. The preachers that came, they didn't give him, give him any hope or give the family any hope. And so everybody basically had given him up to die. Uh, 
So, you know, the local uh, uh, ambulance came and they just took him just because he's a young kid, you know, he's a young boy, 16 years old. And uh, they took him in the ambulance and, and, and rode him down the street to look at the town. You know, just a little town, but he could rehearse every store that was on that town, in that little town. And they rode him down the street, and he said, while they were riding him, and they, you know, so he could see, he could get out. He couldn't get out otherwise, physically, he couldn't get out. And so they just took him around town, down Main Street, and he said, because they thought he was going to die. And this was like his, you know, his, his wish. All right, so while he was riding down that street, he said he, he just gripped his, uh, his hands until... His hands bled. And he said, the desire to live in the young is strong. In other words, he said he had a desire to live so strong. He was gripping his hands. I'm not going to die. In other words, I'm going to live. There's just something in me that says, I'm going to live. And he said, the desire to live in the young is strong. To live long and live strong, you got to have a strong desire. Amen. And so he just had this strong desire to live. And uh, if you want answers from God and you want the prayer of faith to work for you, you got to have a strong desire. But you got to have knowledge. You see, at that time, he really didn't have the full understanding of Mark eleven twenty four, but he did have a strong desire. He had a hope. And if you have a hope and then you have a revelation to go with that, praise God, a revelation of what faith is and how faith works, then you can believe God and you can receive what God has for your life. Amen. And so he acted on what he believed from the Word of God. When he saw it, he saw. Now, let's look at the verse a little bit more. He said, what things soever you desire when you pray. So prayer. Prayer is a powerful thing. You're actually talking to God. Isn't that amazing? That God would give you an opportunity to talk to him. I mean, if somebody famous, you know, some people, they're so enamored with people that are famous, you know, that if, they, if somebody uh, famous invited you to come and speak with them or talk with them and, and see them, boy, some people would just be all pumped. Right? And, uh, but if God invited you to talk to him like daily, if God invited you to talk to him like daily, somebody say daily. I mean, just stay in fellowship with him all through the day. You know, God himself has invited us uh, to have fellowship with him, right? But prayer is a way that we talk to God. We've we fellowship with God. And so here, God has invited us to pray. And he said, what things soever you desire. What things soever you desire when you pray. When you pray, he said, believe that you receive them. So he said, when you pray, believe that you receive. Now... Most people, when they pray, they're hoping. Let's just be honest. They're hoping that something is going to change. And then if you talk to them next week, they're still hoping. 
And if you talk to them the next week, they're still hoping. And if you talk to them the next week, they're still hoping. Not being demeaning to anyone, it's just the way it is. Because most people don't have a good understanding of how faith works. Because I just told you earlier in Mark 11 uh, and verse uh, 1, it says, Now faith is. He that comes to God must believe that what he is and that he is a rewarder. You know, God is. He's not just in your future. He's like right now. Praise God. Faith is. It's not just in your future. It's like right now. Hope is futuristic, but faith is now. And faith puts substance to your hope. Now listen to the scripture here, this verse. He said, what things soever you desire... When you pray, what do you do? You believe that you receive them. Now, in other translations, it says that you believe that you have received them. I said it it says you believe that you have. You can look at just about any other translation. Believe that you have received them. One actually says believe you already have received or believe that you, uh, you got it, one translation says. Believe that you got it. Believe that you got it. Now, if something you believe that you got, you're not just a hoping. Now, you had a hope when you came to pray. I said you had a hope when you came to pray. But when you prayed, you believe what? That you have received them. Or believe that you got it and you'll have it. One translation says, so believe that you got it. We'll just make it real simple. Believe that you got it and you'll have it. So you don't believe that you're going to get it. You believe that you got it. You believe that you already have received it. You believe that it's already in your possession. You believe that it's already done. You believe that you have it right now. Praise God. So faith is believing that you got it before you get it. Now, to the natural reasoning, you say, well, how do you believe you got something that you don't have? Faith. How do you believe that God is? Because he is. But you believe it, but not everybody does. Not everybody believes that God is. Some people say, oh, I don't believe in God. Well, they can say that all all they want to or all uh, they choose to. But the reality is whether they believe it or not, does their unbelief make him non-existent? No, it just means they don't believe and it doesn't benefit them. Salvation has been provided, but if somebody doesn't believe it, they don't what? Receive it. So believing that God is and that he is a rewarder is uh, is vital to you receiving what God has for you. But believe when you pray, now listen to it again, believe when you pray that you what? Have received them. So you believe already that you have it. Believe that you got it and you'll get it. So you go ahead and believe that you got it right now. So if you believe you got it, you act like you got it. 
So you're not crying about what you don't have. You're going ahead and thanking God for what you do have. You're praising God for what you do have. You're acting like it's already yours. You're praising God like it's already done. You're thanking God like it's already done. When all else in the natural world, in the natural realm, by all your natural vision, your natural feelings, and other people's opinion, they would say no. But God said yes. God said yes to the promises of God. And if he said yes, if you agree with him, then the word of God will begin to work in your life. So all the promises of God in him are what? Yes and amen. So God's already said yes. It's already done in the person of Jesus, in the person of his son. But it can be done in your life in faith. You declare, it's mine. I have it now. Amen. Somebody say, I got it. Hallelujah. So rather than looking at the sickness or the disease or looking at the weakness, you're looking at the promise. You're looking at the provision. You're looking at Jesus. You're looking at his word. You're looking at what he said. And you believe based on his word. So when Brother Hagin believed based on the word of God, then he was willing to take his leg and throw it off of the side of the bed and he said it dropped like a piece of wood you understand there's no no life in it seemingly then he pushed the other with all of his effort and energy pushed the other one off the bed hallelujah and still in his weakened condition he grabs the bedpost and he begins to lift him up himself up in other words, you've got to act like you believe the Bible is true. And when you act like you believe the Bible is true, it's when the anointing of God comes on you. Hallelujah. I said when you act like the Bible is true, that that's when the anointing of God happens in you. So the Holy Spirit works on the spirit of faith. The Holy Spirit works when you believe it in your heart. Hallelujah. Well, think so ever you desire when you pray. Believe what? Believe that you receive them or believe that you have received them or believe that you already got it and you shall have it or you'll get it. Praise God. So your believing is based on a promise. Your believing is based on who God is and what he has said. Hallelujah. You believe that he is and that he is what? A rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Somebody say, the Word of God works. Hallelujah. Brother Hagin used to say it this way. He said, the Word of God works for those who get thrilled with it. In other words, you're so thrilled with the Word of God, you believe that God's true. You believe His Word is working on your behalf. So believe you got it and you'll, you'll get it. Can't get much simpler than that, right? Some people want something real deep. Some people so deep you can't find them. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Well, I'm looking for something deep, Pastor. How's life working for you? How are things working for you right now with what you know? Are you doing something with what you know? Because when you do something with what you know, that's when it works for you. When you get thrilled with the Word of God, praise God. Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth.
All right, let's go, if you will, to our next verse. We'll go to uh, the book of John, 1 John. 1 John. Thank you, Jesus. So you act like you're healed when you don't feel healed. Then that means you can't do a lot of whamming. I said that means you can't do a lot of complaining. I noticed my mother when, you know, she was in her uh, late 80s and early 90s. You never heard her complain. I mean, when she was dealing with physical things, she just believed God and she praised God and worshiped God and thanked God. Hallelujah. That's the way you live long. That's the way you live strong. You just press through. You press in faith. Hallelujah. I didn't say you can't. You know, if you go to the doctor, say, well, uh, doctor, I'm believing God. No, just go ahead and tell him what you feel. Right? What's going on? Because he's trying to help you in that arena, right? And then when he helps you or she helps you, and you figure out what's going on, then you believe God. And you do what you need to do naturally, but you believe God spiritually. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So faith is not denying. I, I think we taught you enough that faith is not denial. Faith is not uh, denying that you have a mountain. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't say, whosoever shall say unto the mountain. No, faith is acknowledging there's a mountain, but you're believing God for it to move. Hallelujah. I said, you're believing God for it to move. So the prayer of faith will get the mountain out of your way. Praise the Lord forever. But then, of course, you know, if you don't see it immediately, you got to keep saying what you believe. When you don't feel it, immediately you still believe that you have received. Everybody say, I believe I have received. All right, are you in 1 John chapter 5? 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in Him. Remember, our confidence is in God. Remember, uh, Mark eleven twenty two. 22, it says, have faith in who? Have faith in God. So our faith is in God. Now, in this case, in this verse, he says, and this is the confidence that we have in Him. He that comes to God must believe that He is, and that He, God, is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. So this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything... That's pretty amazing, isn't it? God just gives you this anything verse. He said that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we ask anything according to his will, well, if you want to know what God's will is, and a lot of times people say, I'm just praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. Lord, show me your will, show me your will. Well, it starts with the word. Now, I I didn't say that you shouldn't pray uh, concerning what is the will of God for your life because the Bible doesn't spell out and specifically tell you everything that you're you're supposed to do in the direction that you're supposed to take. That's why he said the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you and he'll bear witness with your spirit and he will lead you and he will guide you, right? So Holy Spirit is there, but the Bible is the starting point. In other words, if you have a good foundation in the Word of God, all right, so if you're going to, if you're going to pray the prayer of faith, however, you're going to have to know something about His will concerning what you're desiring. 
What is his will concerning my desire? Is this God's will for my life? Well, if God promises it in his word, in other words, if he promises you prosperity, then it's his will for you to prosper. If he promises you healing and healing is provided in redemption, then it is his will for you to be healed. So then when you go to God, you already have established faith in the word of God. Your your faith is in the promise of God. It's not just some general, throw it out there and see if it'll work. No, it is specific. So faith needs to be specific. I I said faith needs to be specific. Glory to God. And so you you have to define what you want from God. What thing soever you desire. Right? He said, whatever you desire, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. So you have to define what you want specifically from God. Otherwise, you wouldn't know if you received it or not. Now, there are some things God just does for us just because he loves us. How many are glad for that? It's not, you know, he, he's, he, he just loves you. So he wants to do some good things for you. Uh, But some things you're going to have to apply your faith and you're going to have to be specific about what you desire from God. Now in this verse he says, if you ask anything according to his will, or we could say according to his word, what does the word say? And always ask yourself that question. What does the Bible say concerning this specific thing in my life? Well, if it's a sickness or disease, we know it's not God's will for us to be sick and weak and disabled, right? It's His will for us to be strong and healthy. Glory to God. So then we can claim that for our lives and believe that for our lives. If it's God's will, and I'm asking according to His will, then I know that God hears me. Now, who wants to pray prayers that God doesn't hear? Not me. I I don't want to pray prayers that God doesn't hear. But we know or we are confident that God hears us when we ask according to his word. Or according to his will. All right, let's go to the next verse. And if we know that he hears us, we know God hears us. Whatever we ask. There again. Whatever we ask. We know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Now listen to the language here. We know that we have. If we know that God hears us, because we've asked according to his will, according to his word, according to his promise, then we know that we have. We know that we have. Now some people, you say, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Well, you just keep saying you believe that you have received. It'll drive that unbelief out of your mind. In other words, you can school yourself in faith. If you're having questions, you can have a, a doubt in your head and faith in your heart. I'm going to say it again. You can have a doubt in your head and faith in your heart. In other words, if you'll keep saying what you believe with your heart, then that doubt will be driven out. 
You can school yourself in faith until you believe what you're saying according to the word, according to the promise of God. Because faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's hearing that you may hear somebody preach the word or teach the word, but it's also your hearing. Why? You speak the word of God and you hear that word and faith is coming and stirred up in your heart and stirred up again and again and you're driving doubt out. If you don't feed doubt, it'll, it'll, it'll die. People that feed on doubt are always speaking it out. I said people that feed on doubt, they're always speaking it out. I mean, you get around them and then in two to three or four or five minutes, you will hear them speak it. But people that feed on faith, hallelujah, then they're holding their tongue. When their doubt comes to their head, they're holding their tongue in that regard. But then they're saying what they believe with their heart. And they're declaring with their mouth what they believe that they have received. And while they're saying that, it is strengthening their faith. Praise God forever. Hallelujah to Jesus. Somebody say, starved out, out. I mean, if you feed a stray cat, It'll hang around. Say, well, I'm very compassionate. Well, just get used to having the cat around. Right? If you feed a stray cat, it's going to hang out at your house. And so if you feed doubt, it's going to hang out at your house. But if you'll feed faith... Faith will be strong in your heart. Faith will be strong at your house. Praise God. And it'll drive the doubt out. Thank you, Jesus. All right. What does it say again? Latter part of the verse. He said, whatever we ask, we know that we have. The petitions that we have what? Desired of him. What things whatever you desire. So we know that we have it. Everybody say, I know I got it. Somebody say, it's mine. I have it now. Say it again. It's mine. I have it now. Healing is mine. I have it now. Go with me to John. Hallelujah. Let's go to John 15. Thank God for the word. Thank God for the word. Somebody ought to praise God for a minute. I'll give you an opportunity. I said, thank God for the word. Thank God for the truth. Thank God for the Word of God. Hallelujah. It's alive. It's alive. It's a living thing. This Word is not some dead letter. It's a living, life-giving Word of God. Praise God for it. It's a living, life-giving Word from God. When you believe the Word of God, it makes a difference in your life. In John 15, and we're going to look at verse 7. Verse 7 says, if you abide in me. The whole passage before is really talking about abiding in Jesus. It said, if you abide in me and I in you, the same brings forth much fruit. For that. Without me, you can do nothing. But verse 7 says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. There's an if there because there's something we have to do, right? We abide in him. One translation says about uh, in this passage here where it's talking about abiding in Jesus. uh, It says maintain a living communion 
maintain a living communion with me. Listen, if we're going to maintain a real living communion with God, then it's going to have to have something to do with the Word of God. Because that's how God talks to us. One of the primary ways that He talks to us is through His Word. So he says, maintain a living communion with me. He said, abide in me and my words. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Simply, uh, if, if you're abiding, listen, if somebody came to your house and they're abiding at your house, they're, they're living at your house. Now, some people, you know, like my, my uh, uh, wife's mother and a father, they have a cabin up in Minnesota, and we went to visit them for three days because they have a sign in, the, in their cabin that said, fish and visitors stink after three days. <laughs> so you can come, but you have to leave. All right. So you invite your relatives, but they can come, but they do have a, 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 a timeline. All right, so you got, you got to go. There's a time you got to leave. All right, so, uh, but when it comes to the Word of God, you invite the Word of God to your house to live on the inside of you. Are you with me? Praise God. I said you invite the Word to live on the inside of you, to abide in you, to make... uh, Jesus said it this way. He said, I and the Father will come, and we will make our abode with you. So God wants to live inside of us, and He does. By faith in Jesus, God has come to live and dwell on the inside of us, but He wants us to receive His Word in the same way. I mean, you know, who wants to live in a house where you never talk? Not too many people. Jesus is not just renting a room for me. Jesus came to live inside of me. Jesus came to live inside of you. He's not just renting a room, you know. No, he came to live. In fact, you got to move some of your stuff out and let him move some of his stuff in. (laughs) We want to get rid of that. Come on. That doesn't even belong in the house anymore. Praise the Lord. So Jesus brings his his stuff. You know, my wife and I, uh, you know, it's always interesting. Sometimes people are picking us up when we're traveling for ministry or picking us up. And I say, well, we always travel light. It's a joke, you know. (laughs) In other words, we got too much stuff. And they're like, how long are you going to stay? How long are you going to stay? Well, it's not always what my wife needs. It might, might be what she wants. You know, so you got to have the stuff that you might want. How many ladies know what I'm talking about? It's not just what you need. It's, my, it's what you might want. Right? And so... Uh, Jesus, he didn't travel too light when he came to your house. He, he came with his stuff. Praise God. 
And he wants to bring, move all this stuff into your house. He said, if you will abide in me and my words abide in you. In other words, I'm bringing something with me. I want the word of God to live on the inside of you. I want the word of God to be established in your heart. And I want you to have confidence in the word of God that the word of God will work for you. And it'll work when you believe it and act upon it and talk about it like it's the truth. Hallelujah. Here he says again, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall what? Ask, ask what God wills. No, no. He said, ask what ye will. Notice in every verse, he said, what things do you, soever you desire. Now, it has to come into line with God's will. So we're not talking about, you know, you're praying for somebody else's husband to be your husband. Well, we know that's not God's will, you idiot. I'll go ahead and tell you, you're being an idiot. Right? You'd be amazed what some Christians pray for. So we're not talking about being foolish. We're talking about doing things in line with God's word or God's will. Thank you, Jesus. So he says here that when you ask, whatever you will, because the Word of God is abiding in, you're abiding in Jesus, you're spending time in fellowship with Him. He said, and you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. It shall be done. Everybody say, it shall be done. So God, He speaks in absolute terms. He he didn't speak in so much mystery that you really don't know what he means. No, he speaks in absolute terms. He says, it shall be done unto you. In other words, God hears you. What does Jeremiah 33 and verse 3 say? It said, call unto me and I will answer you. Notice God does not have a voicemail. I'm not available right now. Please leave a message. I'll get back. (laughs) How many glad God doesn't have a voicemail? If you've done uh, done any business uh, long enough, you know some people don't ever get back with you, right? And so, and yes, we understand they got priorities, obviously. But next time around, we might not be doing business (laughs) with them. We'll find somebody. So one of my my things about doing business with people, if I'm looking for somebody to do business with, is if, if they don't return my calls or my emails, they don't respond. Well, if they don't now, they don't want your business enough to respond to you now, You might as well just understand they're not going to respond to you later when you already gave them 30% down. You understand? Thank you for your amens. All right. right. So, So what's the point of that? God will return. He will respond. I say God will respond. Humans don't always fulfill every desire because sometimes people, you know, are spread too thin. But 
God can respond to anybody, anytime, anywhere, any situation, any circumstance, and he is well able to be on time. I said he's well able to be on time. God hears you calling to me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things which you know not, which means simply that you've never experienced this one before, but you're about to get a miracle concerning this situation in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Never been down this road before. How many have had some, uh, uh, a few uh, experiences in life where you didn't plan for it? <laughs> in other words, you didn't plan to get sick. You didn't plan to have that problem. You didn't plan for that issue. You didn't plan uh, for that situation. No, you didn't plan for it. It just happened. But when it did, you knew who you trusted in. You knew who your faith was in. You could go to God. You knew that he would hear you. He would answer you. When you call unto him, when you pray, you ask in faith, trusting that God is faithful to his word and that he will respond unto your cry. He will respond into your prayer that God hears you every time. Praise God forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith in God says I believe that he is. Faith in God believes that he is and that he is a rewarder. Just because you hadn't seen the manifestation doesn't mean that God didn't hear you. In Daniel's case, uh, the, the angel said, you were heard. Your words were heard from the first day. But there was a withstanding force. There was a prince of Persia that was withstanding the answer. But I'll tell you, it might be some demonic things that are trying to hinder your answer. But your answer will come because God heard you when you pray. He said, when you pray, you believe that you have received I said, when you pray, you believe that you have received them and you shall have them. In other words, the answer may not have been fully manifested, but you believe at the time that you pray that you have received them and the manifestation will show up at your house. Hallelujah to Jesus. Does anybody believe what I'm telling you this morning? That God is good and faithful in what he has promised. He's well able to perform. And the goodness of God will be revealed in your life. And you'll know that God has been faithful. The devil might talk to you when you're in that in-between time. Hallelujah. Trying to tell you, no, it's not going to happen. Well, I'm just going to say it's already happened. Hallelujah. I already got it. I'll. There's another little note right under that. Praise God. Jesus has already heard me. God has already heard me. I believe I have received it. And I'm thanking God in advance. And I'm thanking God because I believe that I have received. My prayer has already been heard. My prayer has already been answered. My prayer has already been heard. And my prayer has already been answered. And I believe that I have received. So therefore, I've got some prayer. Praise that I'm going to offer to the Father God because He is faithful. I said, because He is faithful. Somebody ought to stand on your feet and praise God in this room this morning. Just thank God for your prayers being answered. Hallelujah to Jesus. Thank God. God is not a man that He should lie. I said, God is not a man that He should lie. 
Somebody might not have gotten back to you, but I know one that'll show up and he'll be on time. Praise God. He'll always show up. He'll always show out. He'll always manifest his goodness that you know that the Lord has been good. Hallelujah. What do you do in between? You say, thank you, Father. Hallelujah to Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Father God, that you heard me when I prayed. Thank you, Father God, that you've answered. Thank you, Father God. I believe that I have received, and I'm going to praise you like I already have what you promised. Hallelujah. I'm going to praise you like it's already mine. I'm going to thank you. Glory to God on the way to church, during church, on the way home, throughout the week, throughout that day, every day of my life, praise is going to be in my heart. Praise is going to be on my lips, and I'm going to thank God for the answer. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil said, you're never going to work again. You said, oh no, I'm going to work again. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You're never going to live whole again. Oh, no. I'm going to live strong. I'm going to live whole. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight, not by my feeling, my reasoning. No, I'm going to do what God said I can do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Come on, church. Go ahead and praise him like you believe that something from heaven has touched your life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lift up your voice of praise. Your voice is your address. I said, go ahead and lift up your voice of praise. My voice is my address. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When you're lifting up your hands, you're saying, Holy Spirit, right here is the landing strip. Hallelujah. Right here is the landing strip, Holy Spirit. Land on me. Glory to God. This is the parameters. Land right here. Hit me right here. Glory to God forever. Hallelujah. Your voice is like the control tower that's saying, you're on target. You're, you're going the right place. Here I am. Glory to God forever. Somebody ought to shout in the room today, the Lord is good. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Something good's on its way to your house. I said, something good's on its way to your house. Something good's on its way to your house. Anybody believe it this morning? Something good is on its way to your house. Thank you, Jesus. I said, thank you, Jesus. The Lord is good. 